Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, August 23rd. Coming off a fun, fun, kind of tiring weekend. Your boy was in Vegas. Uh, you guys know I enter the gambling contest in Vegas. Um, so you got to go out there to sign up. You can't do it uh, over the internet. And you got to get a proxy to enter. So I went and saw my guy. And of course, we made it like a little fox gathering, um, as you guys saw on the Instagram post, obviously. Um, it was fun. Vegas, a little warm. Um, I will just say, I did not know you had to wear a mask everywhere all the time. Uh, indoors, that is which made it a little kind of annoying, but hey, I get it. You know, the stuff is not fun. Um, the pool scene was good. Um, I, I didn't stay on the strip. Uh, I didn't do too much partying, but you know, listen, it was a it was a business trip. 
Um, a lot of gambling. Made a bunch of futures wagers. I posted one uh, on, on the Instagram stories about Baker Mayfield winning MVP. I know he's a long shot. I get it. That's fine. I'm just telling you guys, and we'll get into it throughout the week with the guests, starting uh, with Kevin Clark today from The Ringer. You guys are going to love Kevin Clark. Smart guy. I've known him for, I don't know, probably 10 years. And I will say this before I get back to the Baker Mayfield. When I announced the soccer team purchase uh, of Nicoxa, who, by the way, won on Sunday, thrilling game against an awful opponent that they should have buried, and they had so many opportunities. They only won one nothing, but incredible start. They've won three straight. They are currently, I think, like seventh or eighth in the league. Um, one of the first texts I got when I posted it was from Kevin Clark. He's just a good dude. Um, and, you you know, it's easy to drop a DM or a tweet to somebody. Hey, congrats. Awesome. When you get the text, it's a little more personal. Clark, good guy. I've known him for a while. You guys are going to love it. Uh, okay, quickly, back to Baker Mayfield. Everybody says, oh, it's got Pat Mahomes, MVP, or Aaron Rodgers. First of all, Aaron Rodgers is not winning another. They're not giving him back-to-back MVPs. Not happening. Um, it's a situation with the Cleveland Browns schedule. Baker Mayfield in year two under Stefanski. Healthy running backs. Incredible offensive line. Healthy Odell Beckham. A defense that should be very good. And I just think Baker has a very good year. I don't think he's going to do 5,000 yards, 45 touchdowns, nothing like that. He doesn't have to. But if they win 11 or 12 games, as I believe they will, Baker will 1,000% be in the MVP discussion. If you remember, Josh Allen was in the MVP discussion last year significantly. Okay? It ended up going to Aaron Rodgers. He had the best year of his career. Packers were the number one seed. You basically got to be one of the top seeds. And I am a believer in the Browns. And I'm not just buying the hype. I know the history. We'll get into it with Clark and other guests. But things look good for Baker Mayfield. So that's just what I did make some college futures bets. And again, you guys know how the futures market works for the gamblers out there. I'm not making $500 future bets and tying up that kind of money long term. I'm just not for four or five months. I'm just not doing that. Uh, it doesn't. It's not cost effective in, for at least me. Maybe for high rollers listening to this podcast, guys worth you know five, six, seven million dollars. Hey, you do whatever you want with your money. I'm not making a $500 futures bet on Baker Mayfield. I will put some, a few shekels on a couple teams to win the Super Bowl, uh, MVP, Heisman. Um, I, I made two week one bets. I'm not going to reveal just yet. Um, I, listen, I, I'm so geeked for the NFL, guys. I think you have no idea. You'll be able to tell from this conversation. Here it is, me and Kevin Clark from The Ringer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. 
They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who, uh, you know him, Wall Street Journal, The Ringer. He's, I mean, he's pretty famous. You know, he covers the NFL. I mean, I expect to see him on some late night talk shows. Kevin Clark, the jet setter, left L.A., the only person I know who left Los Angeles in the last year for New York, where it's, I think, six months out of the year freezing. Kevin, are you cold yet in New York? No, there's a tropical storm hitting today. Oh, um, okay. So, yeah. no, it's 80 degrees. There's just almost a hurricane happening. So it's fine. Wow. And while you're doing that, uh, you're following the NFL, obviously. Kevin, uh, one of the preeminent NFL voices, I would say, right? Would you agree with that statement? <laughs> would I agree that I'm one of the preeminent NFL voices? Yeah. I would agree that I'm an NFL voice. I'm one of many. I'm in Jeez. the big – I mean – I'm in the mixed in with the potpourri of NFL writers. We're all one big potpourri. Pie. Wow, We're one that, big that is pie. the first ever mention of the word potpourri on this podcast. <laughs> well done, uh, Kevin. Way to bring bring up the uh, discourse a, l- a little bit. Um, all right, let's start with um, 
Let's just jump right into yeah. it. You wrote about Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. Yeah. Um, I bet that, probably foolishly, that Joe Judge would be the first coach mm. fired. You know, the Giants don't usually do that kind of thing, but I'm just a Jets fan and hoping for their demise. Mm. Uh, Zach Taylor's in some trouble, no? He, he better figure this thing out quickly um, because I'm in agreement with you because I think what happens now, you know this more than anybody. You were around for the Gase era, and I'm not comparing the two. All <laughs> I'm saying is when you start screwing around with young quarterbacks, the heat comes quick. And yes. for Burrow, so I spent some time with Burrow. I spent some time with the offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, who I liked. Um, and I thought that and, – and, and Taylor as well. And I think there's an honesty there that I actually was surprised by and found refreshing. Like – those guys were basically like, yeah, the opening of camp sucked. And Burrow, who's as blunt as anybody I've ever met at the quarterback position, was wow. saying, okay, you know what? I, I didn't have – it wasn't necessarily ghost pains or anything like that, but it was a mental block for him in the sense early in camp that his superhero, superpower is his vision, right? Like he can diagnose plays. We saw it at LSU, and he didn't have that for the first two weeks of camp, 10 days of camp, whatever it is. He said, I just saw a wall of people. Probably what you and I see if we try to play quarterback, right? Where he didn't know who was who in the pocket. And I think that's really fascinating. And he said it's come along over the past couple of weeks, or past couple of days, rather, and that it's getting better. But I was surprised at the level of bluntness and honesty about the need to get this thing going when I was in Cincinnati. And so I actually like that. I think it's encouraging. You know, I talk about this all the time, but the, the best writing or best comments I've ever heard about turning a team around were from Bill Parcells. And he said that you have to be honest with everybody in the organization or else you're, you're going to fail. Like you have to be just blunt honesty. This is what we need or else there's going to be so much passive aggressive behavior that, that nothing's ever going to happen. And so I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to be turned around in Cincinnati. I'm just saying that I, I very rarely get to a camp where everybody's like, yeah, this has sucked so far. And I strangely <laughs> thought that, that that to me was an encouraging sign. Cause I've been to a lot of camps, Jason, where things have sucked. And they've been like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. We're doing fine. Um, so the fact that, that everybody was honest about that and honest about the improvement to me was slightly encouraging. So I, I, I'm just reading between the lines here. So Joe Burrow, obviously leader and blunt. Zach Taylor on the hot seat. And the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow's friend from LSU at the top of the draft. So basically, if Joe Burrow says, hey, Zach Taylor, he's not getting it done. We need to go get Joe Brady. Mm. Right. Um, I mean, that's the guy's name who's going to come up, right? The Carolina OC who was with him at LSU. That would that would seem to fit. I mean, we have to see what happens in Carolina. I mean, if Joe Brady, if that if that Carolina situation is a mess and, and they don't turn Darnold into anything, then I think that 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 mm. connection okay. that connection starts to cool a little bit. Um, but I, I yes, I I agree that that would be one of the first names. But I think that, that listen. Why, I'm not saying Brian Dayball will take it. He's going to have a ton of options, but I would look at a Brian Dayball. I mean, there's a lot of good – there is no shortage of quarterback gurus available for this for this right. job, for that job. Why didn't Dayball – why did Dayball get a job in the offseason? So, did he yeah. even interview anywhere? Uh, well, I think he thought – I think the, the natural link was the Chargers job. Everybody thought he was going to get that, and then Brandon right. Staley was was good um, and and kind of talked – I think people said that Brandon Staley interviewed so well that, that they weren't surprised that, that he got in there. I think that the Bills' success last year getting the AFC title game, we've seen this over the last decade. If you get far in the playoffs, it works against your assistance. I mean, there's a reason. Even going back, I mean, they've changed the rules a little bit. But remember, the Niners basically, when they hired Kyle Shanahan, they basically had one candidate. And they said, okay, we're going to wait for you, buddy. And everybody knew he was going to get hired. But that's what you have to do. You have to take the plunge because these teams want to start building. And so – 
it in a weird way might work out this year if the Bills go out earlier for Brian Dayball, or if they win the Super Bowl, there might be a team that's going to say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna wait the process out and we're gonna we're gonna wait on Brian Dayball. But uh, I think that that has has led to it. I think Brian Dayball is going to be an awesome head coach. Yeah. When I mean, he can. Just, the thing is, if you can fix the quarterback anywhere, you will be yeah. an awesome head coach because you solve the biggest problem. And so I don't. I, I literally don't worry about anything else unless he's a leadership disaster, which I don't think he is. In fact, I think that when I talk to guys there about Dayball, about how you know last year sucked so much as far as practice and, and meeting stuff like that. And he was getting guys on speakerphone and they're trying to simulate being in a room and a walkthrough. Yeah. Like I kind of like that out of Dayball. And so I, I, I do think he'll be a good coach. And, and sometimes, and you know, this in life, like not getting a job opportunity, like not getting Houston or Detroit, to just be head over heels in right. love with you is probably a good thing if Chicago comes <clears throat> open this offseason with Justin Fields, you know, I mean, or Joe Burrow's job mm-hmm. uh, in Cincinnati. Like, that's way better than Detroit or Houston. Or right? Kyler Murray, I would say. Might might oh, wow. might be open. My Cardinals, huh? I am down on your Cardinals. Um, oh, man. I was, I, listen, I was just talking with someone uh, very close to the Cardinals organization. They're worried about week one. I was just in Vegas this weekend, Kevin, and I bet on the – Arizona Cardinals week one in Tennessee. And my Cardinals friend said, hey, Jay, have you looked at how many teams in week one West Coast are traveling east? And I was like, I have not looked. And he's like, it's like five teams. Cardinals are one of them. They're in trouble. I was like, ooh. So why are you down on the Cardinals? Uh, I just I just haven't seen much. I mean, I so I was down on the cliff hire to begin with. And then Cliff showed me something. He, he, he adjusted well, tr- truly. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. And he showed me something early on where he was making adjustments week to week. The offense was getting better in his first season. I said, Hey, maybe this can work. Maybe, maybe, maybe that this is, this was an okay hire and, and Cliff Kingsbury really can be a quarterback guru. And I just, I feel like everything has been stagnant since then. I, I don't think, uh, I think there's some talent in Arizona, but not a whole lot, not to get them. I mean, I, I think look at that division. Okay. If, if Cliff and Kyler were in the AFC South, I'd say, hell yeah, let's do this. Let's do this right now. Bet on them all you want, right? But they're going to get the crap knocked out of them because they, and I don't know where those easy wins come from against Seattle, San Francisco, or, or Los Angeles. I don't think they have the roster talent. I don't know necessarily how much someone like a J.J. Watt or an A.J. Green have to give at this stage of their career, even though J.J. Watt can play a role, certainly. Um, I, I just, I don't see it. I just don't see a path. And, you know, the way the way I look at it, Jason, when, I, when I'm predicting – the teams that I think are going to be really good elite. I just think of how many questions they have to answer. And with the Cardinals, it's not just the roster questions. It's not just the coaching questions. It's not just, I mean, I, I, I think Kyler Murray has a chance to be a superstar, but I think it's just also situational. Where do those easy wins come from once you get into division play? Okay. So the counter would be, they were very good last year after the, uh, I think it was the Hail Mary win mm-hmm. against the Bills. A little lucky, obviously. Um, and they were poised for greatness. And then down the stretch, uh, I would argue, lack of leadership in the locker room. You know, it's tough to rally behind Cling- Cliff Kingsbury, who's never won a <laughs> squad anywhere. You know, so they bring in A.J. Green and J.J. Watt. And you could argue, what does A.J. Green want? I think he's 0 for the playoffs in his career, right? Yeah. Um, with uh, Dalton. But J.J. Watt is at least a veteran who's been like the preeminent player in the league. I is could leadership have just been lacking down the stretch when they were? I think they cratered, lost like five. Or yeah, seven I, in the season. I think leadership. I think culture is, is first of all massive. I don't want to discount that, but culture 
and talent need to go hand in hand. And I just don't think I don't I think that they are so far behind the other teams in that division as far as that goes that the culture may not matter, if that makes sense. Wow. Um, all right. So what's Seattle's culture? Russell Wilson is complaining. The defense <laughs> uh, made Jamal Adams the highest paid safety, I think, in NFL history. And, you know, he couldn't guard yeah. you in coverage. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't see I don't see what's going on. Why everybody loves Seattle so they can put up points. So can Arizona. Um, yeah. I, why should I love Seattle? Um, better coaching staff, better quarterback. Um I, the Jamal Adams thing is a little strange to me. He did. I mean, he has put up some, some pretty good sack numbers, historic relative yes. to, to the safety position over the past couple of years. Um, I don't think that they can be in the elite of, of the NFC West. I think that the Rams and the Niners are, are better than they are as well, but I think they're better than Arizona. It was funny. I think Russ is kind of all in. And it was funny because I was on Cowherd about oh. a, I, 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 I was on Cowherd about a month ago and uh, one of the producers was like, you know, Colin was talking I I did an interview with Russell Wilson about, about six weeks ago. And he was like, you know, Colin was talking about your your piece. And I was like, That's okay, whatever. I mean, it was like a ten minute interview. It wasn't I didn't think it was anything special. And then I get on and Colin was like, I was talking about it because Russell Wilson said the word awesome twelve times and he was so jacked for his team. And it was in total contrast to Aaron Rodgers who showed up and said, I don't want to, you know, whatever. I don't really like this franchise. I, you know, I don't want to blah, blah, blah. And um, I thought it was a really funny, a really funny point by Colin. I don't necessarily, I, I, I thought that the way he spun that was really funny to me. That's why Colin's the goat. That is why Colin is the goat is he can take <laughs> a 10 minute interview I did with Russell Wilson and turn it into an Aaron Rodgers point. But uh, yeah. once it turned into a sixth grade yep. word, awesome. What, my, what, you know, my kids are saying that. what Russell Wilson was talking about was like, he's talking about Jared, Gerald Everett all of a sudden he's talking about DK Metcalf all of a sudden. And this was mid July or whatever it was right after the Euro championship. Cause we're talking about that game um, whenever that was in mid July, but he was in optimism mode. And I think he will be in optimism mode until February when the season is over and then, and then that can, we can figure that out later. But I, I, I do think that once Wilson got to camp, I think he realized, and I would say Rogers is the same way. I mean, I think that there's a, again, a lack of passive aggressive behavior in green Bay that we've seen where they're all committed to this season. And maybe it's a last dance style thing, but I think Rogers got everything out into the open and now it's just time for ball. And I would say the same thing in Seattle. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, again, I like to push back and counter. So, <laughs> Russell Wilson basically, uh, Pete Carroll picked up his phone. Pete Carroll's mm -hmm. married to Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll saw a couple girls' numbers in there in the texts and phone calls and is like, wait, what's going on here? And Russ was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm looking around. Uh, I'm not ready to commit. And now they got through that tough period and they're, you know, putting a, a happy face on it. But I just don't see how all of a sudden, I think they all they got was a right guard, right? Is that all they picked up? And Rossi, and Gerald uh, yeah, Gerald. <laughs> really? That, that's going to make Russell Wilson happy when he was demanding a trade three well, months ago, Kevin? What, what is that? So I think there's a couple of things. Number one, this shows you the limits of superstar empowerment, I guess you could say, in the NFL. In, <laughs> in the, the sense, NFL, right? In the NFL, in the NFL, in the sense that these guys are under contract. You could, in theory, unless you uh, negotiated in, and this has happened before, um, certainly with, with some of these guys, is, is say no franchise tag. Um, which is an important thing to get. But if you're under contract, there's a couple of things to know. Number one is it's not going to be like the NBA. Look at what happened when Rodgers, they leaked their Rod, Rodgers, whatever, however it leaked, it leaked he was unhappy on, on draft night. And the Packers got two calls, two calls. 
if LeBron was unhappy, wouldn't the Lakers get 28 calls? Wouldn't they get 29 calls? I think they get more than two. Yes, more than two. No, wait a sec. Who were the two calls? Denver and? Uh, The report. So I believe it was San Francisco and I, I think Carolina. I think. Oh, not Denver. I do not believe Denver made a call. I do okay. not. I could be I wrong thought, on that. Uh, uh, I could be wrong right. on that. I, I for some reason I think Mark Schlereth or Schlereth oh Schlereth thought. said they were like at the two yard line. Yes, yeah. that, that's why everybody got excited and I got a Denver. But there was another the report that was similar about the Panthers too. I, I think that there was just a lot of chaos there. But we do we do know for certain that there was a call from at with the Niners. We do know that Niners certainly. Yes. So I mean, even the idea of that gets me kind of excited about the possibility of quarterback, uh, you know, um, musical chairs in the NFL right. next season, right? I mean, it Well, we said that about this offseason, But we, we say that every offseason, don't we? Like, oh, it's going to happen. No, no, no. It doesn't. We, we said, want it to be every, the every, every November, we're like, there is going to be unprecedented quarterback movement. And then it's yeah. Sam Darnold going to the Panthers. And Teddy Bridgewater going it, to yeah. Denver. It's just, I mean, it's just, just but it shows right. you. But there's a couple of reasons for that. Number one is generally, broadly, the franchise tag keeps guys where they are. That's the purpose of it. You can do it for three years. So if, in theory, if a guy – I remember talking to Aaron Rodgers about this. I think there were two years um, left on his deal when he signed his extension. But then hypothetically, they could have kept tagging him for three more years. So he could he, – would yeah, that's... if he forced – if he, quote, unquote, forced his way into free agency – in 2017 or 2018, whenever 2018, whenever he signed his extension, that would have taken five years. He would not yet have done it if he had hatched that plan the year he signed his extension. He wouldn't even be close. And so, yeah, yeah so you ha- yeah. has to be a Kirk Cousins style extenuating circumstance. And so that shows you, you kind of have to play it like Rogers, where you just tell everybody, like, I'm really unhappy here, and hope that the team agrees to as the Packers did, quote, review your situation. That's the best you can hope for right now if you're a superstar quarterback under contract. It's frustrating. Or you have to be like Jimmy G and fail at the end of the Super Bowl and then have them draft your heir apparent, and that's how you get out. Yeah, we said said superstars, Jason. Yes, superstars. He's not a superstar. Where's Jimmy G quarterbacking week one, 2022? 2022. Um, So does it not make sense for it to be Houston? Only in the sense, only in the sense that they don't have a first round pick. So they're the only. That was going to be my counter. Oh, jeez. They're the only. uh, Hold on. Let me me make sure that that's true. Um, I I think you're right. Let's take a look here. It is, right? Oh, my gosh. That's right. The gift that keeps on giving Bill O'Brien, right? Wait, I actually think they do have a first-round pick. Hold on. Sorry, oh, sorry, Cause, sorry. Because basically, they'll be certainly in the mix for the Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. Let me try that again. Let me, let me do that again. All right, so it makes sense that it could be Houston in the sense that we know that they're going to be in a quarterback mode. But right. everybody else is going to is going to be in the mix for Spencer Rattler, um, you know, the the kid Sam from Howell, the I kid mean, from Liberty is getting some buzz. Oh, stop, stop! That's a little early. Come on. I hey, know some people are gassing him. Up. Hey, I heard, I heard some yeah. some some Trey Lance of twenty twenty two buzz for. Oh gosh, I'm gonna vomit in my mouth. Um, and hold so, on, wait, wait, wait. Pittsburgh Steelers and Jimmy G could happen. I would say that that it depends where where they where they want to where they want to be. 
Um, but I don't think they want to rebuild. I right? don't think they, they want to rebuild. Team. They have TJ Watt. Right. They're not. They're never comfortable taking a huge step back. Maybe, right. maybe, maybe. I know this is so sad. I'm so sad. I'm so. I hope Jimmy G isn't listening. It's possible yeah. because I'm about to say something depressing. It's oh, possible God, okay. that Jimmy G this time next year is in sort of a Andy Dalton style role. Oh, goodness. See? See? That's why I didn't want that Jimmy G. Yes. I'm sorry. But it's possible. Well, you know, he's living the dream but out the, there the, in the Bay Area. The problem so. is, the problem is, right. The problem is, if you are not an absolute superstar, you're always in danger of your t- of signing somewhere or getting traded somewhere and then your team drafting a replacement. I mean, for God's sake. Jared Goff? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. I, I would not have been surprised this year if the Lions had taken a quarterback. If you were not one of of thirteen guys, fourteen guys, yeah, thirteen, okay. Yeah, if you're, if I mean, I don't, you know, I I think if you're in your first two years, I think you're fine. I mean, I think that Ky- fine. I think that so or someone like Kyler Murray who's shown enough to where we know, even though he's not a top thirteen guy, we know he's he's on the right track. But I would say that there's just a lot of um, – I, I think that Jimmy G is in the zone right now where you're in real danger of whatever team getting you is not 100% committed to you. And by the way, Jimmy G is uh, not going to command all that much, and so that's, that's a definition of taking right. a flyer. But, I mean, we've seen teams take that quarterback, uh, like, what was it, Case Keenum with the Vikings. They yeah. went, didn't they go to the, uh, what, the a- NFC title game a mm-hmm. couple years back? Um, I mean, the New York Giants, We, I, I don't know if you're with me. I think Danny Dimes is kind of a bad quarterback, but the shell around him is quite good, you know, if you exclude the coaching. Um, and, and now you're like, is Jimmy G maybe the answer for the Giants next year? So, I, I mean, I think he's in a little better shape than Jared Goff. I, I do feel bad for Goff, though. I mean, that guy was in the Super Bowl I, uh, yeah. with McVay, and, and he's in Detroit now. Yeah, no. and it's looking extremely bleak for Jared Goff. <laughs> I would also say, by the way, the Keenum thing was just an accident because Sam Bradford got hurt, and so you, right. oh, so 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 you've seen those those situations play out, but 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 it's been extenuating circumstances. I I think that it's going to be real bad. I, so I was in Detroit a couple weeks ago. I, oh, I actually no 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 I actually like Dan Campbell for that team. Oh, I don't think that they're going to win a lot of games in 2021, but I think he knows what motivates the rank and file NFL player. And I don't think that he's going to work any miracles in the short term, but I think if you're trying to build a culture and you're trying to just get, get guys on the right track and rowing in the same direction, I think Campbell's your guy. I just think that Jared Goff is kind of going to be collateral damage when you think about the the lack of talent on the roster. I just don't know what he does. And then once he's not commanding some huge contract, I think he's in the, I think, I think he's worse than, than the Garoppolo zone. I think he's, he's squarely in the Andy Dalton zone. You could actually make the case that the lions probably will pull him for the final six weeks. So they get the number one pick. And they trot out David Blau uh, okay. as the backup. Chase, let me stop you right there. I don't even think golf starting precludes them from getting the number one overall pick. Oh, God. Jeez. I'm that serious. extremely bleak. Uh, how about this? They go from a rocket scientist, right? That's what Matt Patricia was, yeah. to Dan Campbell, who's like basically your eighth grade PE teacher. Um, is that harsh? It is harsh. Or I would also say that I would, I would also say that uh, Matt Patricia did not act like a rocket scientist. He did not. That's one thing. Uh, all right, let's go with two teams to wrap up. Just two random teams. 
I need whether you love or hate them uh, for this season. Hmm. And I'm starting with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, who um, have problems once again, uh, financial issues, yeah. depending on what you read. Um, I personally don't like what Gruden's doing, um, but they seem like they could be plucky offensively, depending on if Carr's in like yeah. the top 13. Uh, but Ra- Raiders, what do you think? So I thought they had some strange offensive line moves this, this offseason. I like their... <laughs> They're skill guys, and I like Gruden's ability to call plays. Okay, like uh, we saw the funny report of Hunter Renfro beat, beating Jalen Ramsey in practice. Like I love that. That wasn't I funny. Love that. that was amazing. That was so, incredible. I got. <laughs> I, I I think there's some talent there. I just don't. A I don't think that they kind of like the Cardinals problem, right? Even if they're plucky this year, they're not going to be as good as the Chargers or the Chiefs. They're going to get the crap knocked out of them by those two teams. So I don't hate them. But I certainly don't love them. I just think it's going to be another blah year. I think it's going to be John Gruden doing a lot of complaining, and I, I, I just don't, I just don't know what the point of that franchise is right now. Um, all right, the other one is the team that it, probably my second favorite team this year after the Jets, who we will close out with here, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm all in on Urban in yeah. year one, but then again, I thought Tebow would make the team. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, rookie of the year, all that stuff. Jacksonville. Can they can they sneak into the playoffs and be decent? I, they can't. They can't sneak into the playoffs, but they can be decent this year. So they cannot sneak into the playoffs. They cannot. So for me, Jacksonville. First of all, I'm high on Urban too. I think we're on the same boat, and I think that a lot of times people misunderstand why college coaches don't work in the NFL. Like Lou Holtz famously quit the Jets after a handful of weeks and just said, "Literally, I literally said." Uh, God did not put Lou Holtz in this earth to be an NFL coach, right? Like these, some of these guys get there and they're just like, I hate this. Nick Saban famously, once he realized he couldn't get a quarterback, once he realized he couldn't recruit a bunch of five stars, he was just like, I'm out of here. Um, he, he said that in the past. And I think that Urban, he will have the plays and he'll have the methodology and all that stuff. I mean, it reminds me, Chip Kelly's problem was not the plays. The plays worked. Do you remember that? It was fire for a handful of weeks. The problem was he just couldn't make adjustments. That that happened late in his Philadelphia tenure and and happened the entire time he was in San Francisco. So Urban can learn from those mistakes and be a productive NFL coach. I just think it's going to take a while because I just think they're building up that roster and it's going to take a little bit. I I think they can win games. I look at it when when I'm thinking about a team, and I'll talk about this with the Jets, when I'm looking at a team that I think is going to be bad wants to show me something, I just – expect them to win games they shouldn't, right? Like win, like beat some teams where I'm like, okay, I see you, Jaguars. And, and that's what I right. expect from them this year. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. 
or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. In the NBA, everybody seems to have thought like, oh, the Phoenix Suns just went to the finals. They hadn't made the playoffs in forever. And the Hawks got to the conference finals. So, like, everybody in the NBA is, like, trying to win this year. But in the NFL, like, I think the Jets are realists, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, we don't have anything. Like, we, we've got to start from ground zero. We're not winning a ton of games. Let's do this, that, and the other. And I am optimistic, but, I mean, Kevin, what a depressing weekend this had to be. I haven't even looked to see what the McDermott verdict is. Is he – is it bad? Uh, I, I have not. Let me look here. Okay. Dang. He was carted off the yeah. offensive lineman, projected as a starter uh, two days I mean, after Carl Lawson was done yeah. for the season. So, um, I cannot find anything here. Uh, okay. Hold good. on. Um, but the, the, the Lawson thing is awful because the Lawson signing was exactly the kind of move that, that you want to make. The Bengals decided for some reason to roll with Trey Hendrickson over Lawson. They let Lawson go. Idiotic. Um, and then I thought that was good business. And then this happens. 
Um, there were reports this morning, and if you saw them, that the, the Jets are probably in business for a pass rusher just to try to get something, be a trade or whatever. Um, but they're not going to get a Carl Lawson. That's for damn sure. No. And it's funny to me how quickly it flipped. I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, Jason. I, all I mentioned was I said, I said I thought Zach Wilson was the second best quarterback in the draft. He was taken second overall. Let's go. And yeah. And people not a lot, but like five people were like, you're the biggest dumbass on the planet. You think he was second. You think he's better than Trey Lance. It's like the Jets thought he was the second best quarterback three months, five months ago. Like we're going to be fine. Conventional wisdom just flips so often. And people start to, you know, people start to label him a bust after a couple of practices. It has not been good so far, but I also think, first of all, first of all, um, bad training camp practices can be good. You know um, I, I I've been to, Green Bay is a good example, and I'm not I'm not comparing the two. Um, but there have been some some practices where I've looked at it and said, this is awful. And then I'll talk to a coach later, and they're like, well, you know, we were just trying to see if we could do X, Y, and Z. Like, I'll give you an example. You know, Aaron Rodgers threw a bunch of practice intercept, uh, training camp interceptions a few years ago. One of the coaches said to me, um, you know, really, Aaron's good on accuracy. He doesn't need to prove to himself or to the fans he's good, he, he can throw an accurate NFL pass. What he's doing is he doesn't know if he can trust – you know, the number four receiver, and he's just throwing it up there to see kind of what, what's possible there. And I'm not saying that's the case with Wilson. All I'm saying is the practice is for testing your limits. Mahomes does this all the time. And if it's a guy like Wilson, who his whole thing is throwing off platform, throwing off schedule, doing lots of weird stuff, it might take him a while to, to become a fully formed NFL player um, and to rein, to rein that in for lack of a better term. I mean, Mahomes, was ready. To, everybody says Mahomes ready to be a starter, kind of midway through his rookie year. But we don't know what that would have looked like if he had actually started week one of his rookie year. We don't want to know if everybody was watching every single rep of his on August third, his rookie year, what that would have looked like. Um, so, I'm not saying Wilson is going to be a superstar. I'm not saying he's going to be good this year. All I'm saying is that uh, for young quarterbacks in particular, the lack of patience to me is is uh, is really quite. Stunning, and I understand why, and I understand sort of the overemphasis and overanalyzing of, of everything that we do now. But I just this isn't this isn't Christian Hackenberg here, okay? Like, let's, thank goodness. Let's, let's, let's give it some time. Yes, I will admit I was not only excited for Hackenberg, but Darnold as well. I was not um, excited. By the I was way, not you... excited for Hack, um, for uh, for Hackenberg. I saw that one coming a yes. mile away. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, it looks like. I never mind. Sorry, I, I was trying to get a uh, injury report and I couldn't. I don't have um, one. Sorry. You didn't reference um, Zach Wilson's awesome nickname, the Mormon Mahomes. I've not way, heard if that. You start saying that. It's amazing. Uh, you need to say that the Mormon Mahomes. It'll stick. I don't know who gets credit for it. It might be Daniel Jeremiah on this podcast, um, but I think he's the one who said it. And it's an incredible nickname. And obviously, he's not Patrick Mahomes. We know that. But it's exciting for my Jets. Um, Hold on. You, you said something. You think he's the second-best quarterback in this draft. I want to back up. Coming into last season, how would you have ranked the three quarterbacks, Burrow, Tua, and Herbert? And then how do you rank them now, yeah. given what you've seen? I know sample size, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. Okay, so Burrow, Burrow Tua, Herbert. I had him Burrow, Tua, Herbert. This time mm-hmm. last year, the only person who really, I remember this, Mike Tannenbaum came on my podcast last, right before the draft last year. And I'm, I'm going, I'm doing Burrow Tua, just like we all were on every podcast. Right. He was going, you're really, 
overlooking Herbert. Now he was the one guy who stopped me and was like, I think this is being not in a negative way, but he was like, this actual, this, the framing of this conversation is disrespectful how good Justin Herbert is. And I remember thinking about that. And as that happened last year, I said, damn, Mike Cannonbaum, God, he knows what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, just so we're going to let that hang Jet, there. We're gonna former, let Jet, that, former Jets GM. I, 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 I'm not going to say anything. We're going to let that hang there for a little bit. All right. So hey, listen, I think he went to two AFC title games with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez. So he, he did. did a pretty damn good job building that roster. So um, that was the last time the Jets fan was fun. But it's interesting. I remember Dan Orlovsky and I went at it on Twitter. And I like Dan, good guy, over Herbert versus Tua. And he was so anti-Herbert. Hmm. Um, a lot of people and there were, were a lot of people anti-Herbert. So, But really, uh, it, it, let me ask, yeah. is it because, A, there was like the tank for Tua, everybody thought he was amazing, <laughs> Alabama, and Joe Burrow was a shiny new object that came out of nowhere and was putting up, astronomical numbers that we'd never seen before in college football. Like, is it just like Herbert was like the other guy who had, yeah. I think two and a half years as a starter or maybe three. And it was just like, eh, Oregon. Yeah. I'm not comparing the two, but I'm going to say that Herbert and Mahomes had opposite problems. The reason that a lot of scouts missed on Mahomes was because he was trying to do too much because they were always in these 70 to 63 shootouts. Yeah. And he was trying to put the team on his back and he was making mistakes because of it. Okay. And Herbert was the opposite where he, he was doing too little and he wasn't able to show what he was capable of. And I think that uh, from what I heard, um, including with Daniel Jeremiah, we talked about this last fall from what I heard, I think that there was, there was just a, not a lot on tape of him doing the things that he, he was doing in, in Los Angeles. Remember, he was thrown into the fire there after the, the horrible Tyrod yes. Taylor thing. Um, th- a lot of this was an accident. A lot of this was, they knew that Herbert was talented, but they didn't know he was this good or else he would have been started. No, I don't think anybody did. And so, A, small sample size. He played really well against pressure, which you always have to watch because pressure comes and playing well against pressure can come and go. But I also just think that there just wasn't a huge data set or a tape set that showed that Herbert was going to be able to do this. And so I don't necessarily blame people. I still think Burrow can be a superstar. And I think that we've moved off of him so quickly because he plays in Cincinnati. You know, like I think if Burrow played for, for the, for the jets or the giants or the Rams, we'd be going, okay, year two, he's back, baby. And I, I, I think that he got, I think he was awesome. I mean, I, Jason, within 20 yards last year, according to pro football focus, within 20 yards of, of uh, the line of scrimmage last year, Burrow, when he was kept clean, had the best accuracy rating in the history of any rookie since they started tracking it 15 years ago. He was fifth in the NFL in that metric. Okay. And that's pretty stable year to year is, is clean pockets. So he can make the throws. And if he develops this year and, and kind of gets past his, his early training camp quirks, whatever you want to call it, um, he's going to make the throws. For me, it's about infrastructure. For me, it's about offensive line. Um, but I still think Joe Burrow really does have superstar potential. It's just that he's got – he's facing a lot. Yeah. I don't know that people are off him. I, I, I said – I think on Cowherd's show that the – Worst quarterback in that division is Ben Roethlisberger going into the season, and people are like, "Oh, come on, Joe Burrow's got to be." I'm like, that. "No, like Joe Burrow, come on, that guy's so good." Hey, listen, he won me some money last season and took some money out of my pocket because I didn't think he could cover a bunch of those games. He's never out of a game. Sure. I don't. I'm with you. Uh, like this preseason stuff, I'm not flustered whatsoever. No. But I want to go back to something else you said, and I'm sorry to keep you a little. No, late, it's okay. But 
you know, uh, the, Herbert is essentially the poster child for we don't really know anything about quarterbacks right. in the league. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was that guy, but Herbert, like, he played in a weird offense, and now he's in a different offense, and he's doing other stuff. It's like, why Zach Wilson was incredible last year at BYU. I don't know what he's going to be like in LaFleur's offense. Maybe he's amazing. It, like, literally, he could be amazing. Yes. Um, okay, so... Yeah, maybe that's a bit strong. Maybe amazing is a bit strong. Sorry. I, uh, but I think you can make that case about any quarterback until we've seen them play. You can, you can. No, no, Tua, yes. Tua will not be amazing. Right. Tua well, we've will, seen, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. I'm just, no, no, I'm saying if you haven't seen the quarterback play, you can just say, hey, maybe if he gets in the right offense, it'd be great. Yeah. I, I, by the way, on Tua, I'm not bashing him, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I don't recall a rookie coming in and getting pulled twice because he didn't give his team as good of a chance to win as Ryan like Tua last year. And now they got, I think. Dual offensive coordinators in Miami. The third, third year for Flores. Third mm-hmm. different offensive coordinator. Like something's not right there. I I know they got Fuller and they drafted Waddle, but I'm just not seeing it with Miami this year. I don't know. Woof. Um, I I'm seeing it. <laughs> I'm seeing it in 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 a positive trajectory. I'm seeing them as a fringe playoff team, same as they were last year. Um, okay. but unless the quarterback makes a huge stride, I'm not seeing massive AFC East contention, which I think. Frankly, I know that sounds Pollyannish for me to say that I, I, I think that they can make the playoffs, but I think that we all thought that by year three, when we saw what they were doing in year two, that that they would be contending for the division this year. I think they're not quite there. Um, but to answer your question, you know, like Jordan Love is a good example of someone where I, mm. I, I, I think that he's, I think someone like Jordan Love is going to benefit from just sitting on a bench in the best offense in football. I'm not saying Matt LaFleur's offense is the best offense in football. I'm saying that system is the best system in football. And he's just going to learn from it. And that system creates easy throws. It creates open guys. And when he's ready, I think he's going to be at least okay. Um, And so among the (laughs) – He's not going to be. He's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. No one's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's not. Um, Jordan Love will not be. Not Aaron be Rodgers. Yeah, there's that your buzzy. There's your buzzy. Oh there's your buzzy headline. Um, <laughs> but no, with the Dolphins, I I I, I think that um, I'm with you. Tua is is number three among those quarterbacks in his draft class, and I don't know, barring one of those guys really crashing down to earth. I, I don't know how often that can change because what's interesting to me is you look at 2016, which I think a lot about that the quarterbacks in that year, because you have Wentz golf and, and, uh, and, and Prescott, obviously. And yes. those guys flipped around so much where if you could, every five weeks you could press time out and say, okay, let's rank these guys. Wentz, yeah. Wentz was a, an MVP candidate at one point. Golf was, um, you know, made a Super Bowl, and Prescott is probably long term going to, if he's healthy, going to be the best of those guys. Obviously, um, when you consider the, those two teams uh, that, that took golf and Wentz came up on them. But um, when I think about twenty, tw- God, what year are we in? <laughs> when I think about 20, uh, 2020, 2020, uh, yeah. Burrow, Herbert, and uh, Burrow, Herbert, and Tua. I think it might be Herbert Burrow and Tua for at least a couple of years now. I don't yeah. think that those guys I'm, are going to flip-flop. I'm with you. All right. Uh, he is Kevin Clark from The Ringer. I, it is fantasy football season. 
So I'm curious, do you play and what is your team name? I don't, I don't play. I don't play. What? I play occasionally when the ringer launched, uh, some of the TV writers on staff had a league. Um, I don't, there, I, I don't, I want to view it and I don't want to view the game of football in a different way. If that makes sense. Mm. Um, I like to engage with football. Like, you know, I've played tons of Madden in my day. Um, I've, I have never, I don't gamble on football either. I do pro football. I gamble on college football. Um, it's just for me, I want to view it. I want to view it as, as dispassionately as possible. And I, I, I joke around about this all the time, but you know, I gamble on golf more than anything, gamble on combat sports, whatever. But there will be times where like Xander Shoffley will miss a, a birdie putt. And I'll just, I'll, I will be more mad at Xander Shoffley than any human being on the planet. Right. I would just like, if I could, I would scream at Xander Shoffley. Right. And sometimes when I think if I gambled on football, and like Bobby Wagner dropped an interception. And then the next week I'm talking to Bobby Wagner and I was like, what the hell was that Wagner? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that is what I'm trying to avoid. And that is why I've never yes. placed a bet on football. And as long as my job remains the same, it, I will never place a bet on football. Yeah. All right. That's a reasonable uh, answer. And, and I listen, I went to Vegas. I said that earlier. I bet Baker Mayfield uh, long shot to win the MVP uh, only because the schedule is super weak. Um, I think that offense rolls people in year two. I think they could win 11, 12 games. Ravens kind of worry me going into the season with the injuries, and now I'm rambling. But there is a world for me where the Browns are like the number two seed in the uh, AFC, and Baker gets MVP love. I agree. I'm just putting that out there, Kevin. You can, you can, you can MVP, take a dump MVP buzz and best elite quarterbacks can be two different things. Yes. All right, that's it. Yeah. Kevin Clark, The Ringer. Uh, follow him, read his stuff. He's great. All right, thanks, Kev. Thanks, Jason. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.